actually, inc- incidentally, yes. that is what I was doing when I was not child-minding. She's reading the Lord of the Rings. I was reading the Lord of the Rings because I'm giving a talk to the Tolkien Society, so I need to bone up on, on that. Let's just now. back up. Wow, on. that is nerdy. of strums uh, season one episode five boogeyman i'm matt i'm levi natalie and uh so we're back to the three of us uh Teresa is sitting um uh, shotgun here just in case we need her help for anything good um, bogey uh, the bogeyman the bogeyman, the bogeyman. yeah the bogeyman. did so, you guys uh, grow up calling it the bogeyman no, but for some reason I've heard it recently. We spelled it well. Well, I always spelled it differently with two O's like rather than a single yeah. O. Yeah, it's two O's. Isn't it two O's in the title? I think no, it's, it's one, one. A single O. Oh, that some would people be spell it one, one, one O. It is. It's one O in the title. I swear to God. No, I believe you. Actually, I, I, yeah, I just didn't know if it was just. I have a higher you, you, Different people spell it differently but pronounce it the same, or people spell it differently and pronounce it differently, or if people spell it differently and pronounce each of the different word spellings differently. Yeah, Because that one looks like, like bogey from, like, I golf. basically cover, covered all of the options. Yeah, like, it, is, it is bogeyman, which oh, I guess is, like, an average golfer. So, yeah, I, that, that like, has very little to do with the subject matter of the episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. which was dark. Yeah, so, this is our darkest one so we, far. Well, we, we ended this episode. It's my favorite episode so yes, far. Yes, mine too. I thought it was the best. It was the most well done. And Well, they, they tackled some serious issues, and I think they did it well. And not a lot of levity. Very little. Not very a little lot. Levity. More than I thought when I went through it. We did see Niedermeyer casual wear. And we saw Niedermeyer meditating, so we've got those things going Yeah, we did have Niedermeyer in a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. What so do you think? Niedermeyer in a t-shirt, hotter or not, or hot. in a suit? Hotter than in a suit. Is it because he's, like, I've always wondered this, like, guys who wear a lot of suits, when they go casual, I think they're probably, they look extra hot, but I think part of it is because you're used to seeing them in a suit. I don't know. You know, you know what I'm, you, do you understand what I'm saying, Matt? Like, when not you see all. somebody in a different... When you see somebody in a different context than you normally see them, you know, it kind of, um, I think you, nope. you, oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you thought about this a lot more than I did. Um, Maybe if you, like, uh, see someone from work at the beach or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> or if you see your, your, your kindergarten teacher at the mall. Yeah. Like when you're a kindergartner. <laughs> Seeing Niedermeyer out of a suit. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, so, so Natalie, did you have an opportunity to listen to our marathon? Mm. Sorry, I did not. I um, I just didn't. 
You didn't have an extra two hours. Didn't have I, didn't have, I didn't have an extra two hours. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I was a I was, was abandoned with our children. It was a bad. Oh, stop it! It was it, it was epic. Um, I'm not. I sure. want to listen to it, and I will at some point. Well, I mean, we spent most of the time talking about you, so I just yes. wanted well, to know if you had heard it, so I could gauge how awkward I should feel. And, and we spent <laughs> we spent least of the time actually discussing the substance of the. I of hope the the, I hope that it wasn't just talking about me. It was talking about me and the, the, the time thing. I talked about Girl Scout cookies that I don't remember. No. no, that that that's gonna be that's gonna be in the like in the limited box edition box set. Season, like, yeah, the you bloopers. get the director's cut. The Natalie yeah. mm-hmm. had too much wine bloopers. Yeah, it's like it's like the Lord of the Rings that are like four hours each. Because mm. you need longer Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, incidentally, yes. that is what I was doing when I was not child minding. She's reading the Lord of the Rings. I was reading the Lord of the Rings because I'm giving a talk to the Tolkien Society, so I need to bone up on, on that. Let's just right back up. Wow, on. that is nerdy. To the Tolkien Society. That you, you, is... You, could never, you cannot underestimate the level of nerdiness that yeah. occurs in my daily life and that is normal for me. <laughs> you really can't. I mean, seriously, it's... That's up there. Boning up on your on your Lord of the Rings so you could give an address to the Tolkien Society. I'm talking about elements of Odin. Okay, sure. And Lord of the Rings. I prefer to say Odinic elements. Well, that's what the title says. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's beyond. Oh, it's beyond Gandalf. Odinic elements in the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Not just not just Gandalf. There are more. There are more. Because everybody thinks. Gandalf is Odin. Well, because Tolkien said that Gandalf it, is well, Odin. Well, uh, every nerd every that nerd. goes to meetings to discuss this stuff thinks that Gandalf I have 71 is Odin. students in my Vikings class, so yeah. people like this shit. And I do too. <laughs> all right. All right. So anyway. Uh, we're all, I mean, it's just kind of what level nerd are each of us, so. I think um, I'm I think I'm probably You win after. tonight. Um, well, all right, but on to Backstrom. So, um. Uh, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Amy. Amy's gone, so I guess she was only here for two episodes. I wonder if she'll pop her head in in the future. Oh, his, his so. ex-fiance. Yeah, Doctor Elliot Reed. Doctor Elliot Reed. Yeah. Um, I started watching Scrubs again for funsies. Just because of that. Because no, and also because I heard "Bye Bye Bye" on the radio, and that uh, reminded yeah, me of Turk Springton. <laughs> yeah, Turk Turklington. Um, I, that show is amazing. Yeah, really. it's funny. Right. It's it's one of those shows where it's joke after joke after joke. Just well, pop. yeah, and like it's something just like you just you hear something on the radio or see her or whatever, and it just reminds you of the show, and you have to watch it again. <laughs> so, Backstrom, this is what kind of, we're off <laughs> to a bad start if we're if we're trying to trim time off of our. Yeah. Our two hour okay, run. so we open in church where Almond's giving his sermon, and he's talking about how temptation can dress up uh, nicely. Uh, and the lights go out. So uh, it's worth noting that Moto is at the service on his day off. So perhaps he's trying to find he's a more spiritual path for himself. After last week when he did not heed the pastor's advice. Yes. Yeah, but I but I'm on Moto's side with that one. I am too. I think, yeah, I think... Moto seems to be the middle way between 
Ah. The two. I, I think Moto is our spiritual guide. I think Moto is the. He's moderation. Moto moderation. Yeah. Whatever. I, I think Gravely is is the cold and logical, and Backstrom's crazy off the rails, and Niedermeyer is the scientific, but um, and uh, Almond is a spiritual, and. Uh, Moto's a utilitarian. Moto's our guide. Be. He doesn't try to be, but he balances it all out. Yeah. Like, without intending to. So, we're on the barge, and there's a stolen otter. And, yeah. uh. Yeah, where the fuck does that come back into play? <laughs> it doesn't. It's just a one timer. <laughs> okay. I'm like, now so that you bring it up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's. He's looking good. at it, he's like, that's stolen. And he's like, no, it's not. But of course it's stolen, because. You know, bronze daughters just don't appear. Um, also, in that scene, Bella the kite was hanging in the background. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, cool. Back there. So he looks it up and he finds in two seconds that, you know, by Googling, I guess, bronze daughters. By the way, it's... I would have bought that bronze daughter. I would have bought would've... that. Yeah, I would have bought that. Too. My high school mascot was the otter. You're from Virgin Falls. <laughs> Well, Do you have otters in Fergus Falls? That's like, their yeah. mascot. Yeah, we, I, the Red the, River. The Otter Tail River um, flowing out of or into Otter Tail Lake. Are there otters? There, there are actual otters. Not otters are otters. awesome. You know they fall asleep holding hands so they don't drift apart? That's that is, cute. I, 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 I learned that on Facebook. There's a picture. They're pretty to. fun when you see them. You yeah. know what else? You know They're what else otters the do? They play you with the else? kids. You know what else otters do? No. What? They rape baby seals. <laughs> That's a joke. Are you serious? I'm serious to death sometimes. Oh my god! That's Shut what otters do. So Sorry to ruin your day, oh. but they do. I read it. You read it on read Reddit? It. <laughs> it, it was. I didn't read it on Reddit, but I bet you could find it on Reddit. Uh, oh my god. So that was the non sequitur so of the there, episode. You got that running through your head. No, right? I just don't believe you. Anyway, so um, as he's searching for the stolen otter, he uh, sees that there's a missing girl with he's eyes like, of two different shit, colors. Two different, two different colored eyes. Jean Seymour, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Does she have two different colored eyes? Yeah. Really? Totally. This just the character does? or Dr. Quinn or Jean no, Seymour? No, Jean Seymour does. Oh, I wow, swear to God. Breaking. Oh, Look it up. I'm looking it up right now to prove my prove okay. my point. But so my you, mom used to always my mom used to always bring that up when we were watching Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Did your mom love Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman? Oh, of course she. My did. mom loved Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman every Friday night. That and Nash Bridges. She watched that at the around the same. You guys time. watched a lot of Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman on Friday night with your moms, didn't you? I While did. While you were preparing for your Tolkien meetings on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> So he calls everyone in on a Sunday. And here's an interesting thing. He asked Valentine to drive him. So I guess he doesn't even drive at all. No, I don't think he does. Is he ever sober? So We've never seen him drive. You know what I bet? I bet we'll get some backstory at some point that his license was suspended. Or or he doesn't exist. Or he doesn't exist. (laughs) Wait, is that the prevailing theory? He doesn't exist and he's in everybody else's head? Maybe. I don't know. Him and Valentine are the same person. I don't think there is a prevailing prevailing theory. I think it's just me. So whatever I say, uh, I mean, in your head, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. I have to work it out. 
Um, so we meet up at HQ, and they have the parent of the lost girl, who's a bad parent, I think we can all agree. Um, doesn't know her 14-year-old cell number, doesn't know where she goes, doesn't know when she goes to bed or when she gets up, um, but insists she's a good parent. Uh, and they're explaining outside the room while Backstrom is, is uh, interrogating her that this is connected to the Lacey Sidden case from whatever, 10 or 12 years prior. Neato. Okay, I believe you. Jane Seymour has two different color eyes. What's it called? What's the condition called? I don't know. Murderer's thumb. It starts with an M. (laughs) It does start with an M. Murderer's thumb. Um, I'm looking it up. I'm on it. Keep going. You're on it. Yeah, you're the Googler. The designated Googler. So Backstrom is not in a good mood and uh, dispatches everybody out to go follow his theory, even though at this point it's just a runaway kid, right? Yeah. Heterochromia iridium. Hmm. That seems too long. That's why they never refer to it in the... uh, How does Niedermeyer not refer to that in this episode by its full name? He's slipping. Yeah. He doesn't need to explain properly. Um... So they go to the girls' room, who's at Backstrom and uh, Gravely, and it's a room full of rainbows with a sea of black in the closet. So yeah. um, girls change sometimes for the worse, I guess. So this is what we all have to look forward to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, all of our girls. That's great. Something they, to look forward to. They're going to have all the beautiful, cute, cute stuff that we buy them, and then slowly they're the going to throw hoodies. it all out and just wear black hoodies all the time. <laughs> And meet up with scary people on the internet. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well just give up now. Yeah. Um, so they don't stay there for long uh, before they find out about Cascadia School, which, uh, so of course the worst mom in the world sends her kid to the worst school in the world. I know. They, they let them learn themselves what's wrong with their drugs. In a protected environment. And we don't call them students, we call them punks. Punkins. Punkins. Punks for short. It's cool. And so um, we want to talk to all our friends. And Niedermeyer says, or uh, Backstrom says, especially the bad, stupid ones. <laughs> so they, they head out to the laissez fairground. Um, at first, is that what they call it? For yeah, real? La, the laissez fairground. No. Where they, anything goes. Really like, how's that not a name of a gay club? I thought I thought you were making fun of that, and I thought it was really clever. But they actually call it that, the Lasse Fairground. Yeah. yeah oh wow, I'm yeah, that is that clever. Club. So um, she threatens to, you know, tells him that they need a warrant or whatever, and then he just says, "We're just going to go out there and he find a bunch of people doing like, drugs and arrest yeah. them all because <clears throat> you're you're too busy being a bad principal or whatever." Um, so he identifies the group that she hangs out with because they all have their black hoodies on. And uh, they get from them... First of all, he grabs a bunch of drugs off of one of them. The ecstasy with the hooded man on it. And uh, they asked if anyone was weird. And uh, they mentioned Claudio, who was thick creepy. Look, I can see, like, neat, like you guys are so relaxed right now. I can't even see you. <laughs> Right, we're, so we're, we've committed not to move around too much, otherwise we mess with the volumes. 
You just see the mic, don't you? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, Claudio's thick, creepy. They run off. He instructs Gravely to run after him. She does not, because they're just going to go get Claudio, and he'll give them the phone number. Anything to add? Not Which he add. does. Cascadia yeah. School? Not not my kind of school. I went to a weird school in elementary school. That's like alternative school, isn't it? Like the one that they were at. Cascadia. Yeah, it's kind of like alternative school, but I don't think they let you do drugs in alternative school. Maybe they do. I remember the alternative high school in, um, in our town. They just had a really, like a 50-gallon drum full of cigarette butts. Oh, um, yeah. So thick, creepy. I guess like that's that's new. <coughs> what kid, does that mean? New terminology for creepy. But Claudio is actually kind of a sweet kid. Uh, they get him back to headquarters. Really and, poor kid. Yeah. He can take the test. <laughs> I'll take. Is, is she going to get the test? <laughs> Did you in, engage in coitus? Blank stare. Sexual intercourse. Blank stare. Did you have sex? Oh, no, never. Is there a test I can take? So, um, so he seems like a, a, a just kind of a coolest guy. He's too good. Yeah, he's too good. Uh, good is good, but bad is better. Which I think they overplayed that a little bit because it was... Yeah, I was like, yeah, we, we both get the figured fucking out pretty early on. acronym here. Yeah, and they, I mean, they do that so we can stay ahead of it a little bit, but... And it obviously wouldn't be that as obvious to the people emerged in the situation, but I think they overdid it a little bit. Like, really, do they really use that acronym, which is not really, like, an easy-to-remember acronym at all? Well, that's probably why they used it. G-G. Yeah, so it's not too... G-I-G. Otherwise, it would be on Urban Dictionary. B. Yeah. Now it will be. B-I-B. Do you think it... Is it on Urban Dictionary, Natalie? Google that. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Oh, now <laughs> her short-lived career as our technical advisor is yeah. now over. <laughs> I want to talk about Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> oh no, we all we had Girl Girl Scout cookies. So girl, girl, girl Scout cookie drunk. No. <laughs> so I don't want to, but like I feel like that's a, it's a little bit of a stretch that that's like a it's not like YOLO or something really you know easy. It's like something very complex. Like you know yeah. what I mean. But they use it as a password for the website, so maybe it's just yeah. an easy way oh. to remember the password. There's really good at everywhere. And have it on a bracelet. Yeah. Yeah, the bracelet, the, the, the little, like, summer camp bracelet might have been... It's not like a WWJD type thing. It's like... Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Enough with it. So Talia's phone is missing. Niedemeyer goes to search for it near the tunnel. They never found the phone. Yeah, that's... Yeah. They never did. Um, but suddenly, a plot twist, a ransom note shows up, and so they have to call the FBI. And I think Gravely, although she's legally required to do it, is also taking a little bit of joy in uh, liaising, liaising yeah. with uh, federal authorities. Yeah, with the, with the big boys. Yeah. So at first she feels like she's, you know, you know kind of stepping up the ladder a little bit. But as yeah. the thing goes on, she kind of... You know. She realizes. Yeah, and then when they are, that, and then uh, when, so this causes Backstrom to storm to pack up and storm out of his office, which he returns to the following day after she'd moved in, and promptly slams the door on the FBI Get out of my person, office. and she's like, "Shit, hours of 
hours of networking down the drain or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so She's she, buried she, by the book. So she was trying to, to work that situation. Um, meanwhile, the entire team goes off. And, They're uh, all working off the books. Yeah, yeah they, they, they all go work off the, the, the books. <laughs> so Allman comes into Backstrom's office and tells him that his um, church is going under. Not really sure for what reason. Backstrom offers up that perhaps it's because he's a crappy pastor. Because um, <laughs> he's helpful that way. Um, so Backstrom's packing everything up. And it reminded me of uh, leaving Las Vegas. He's like half the, half the stuff in his, in his little box is liquor. Yeah. And he's like waving little look like airplane liquor bottles and stuff as he bottles, throws them in there. Yeah. Um, so we, everyone we ends liked up... his half-hearted attempt to hide the fact that he was drinking liquor straight from a bottle in his office. Yeah, just turns kind of turns his head. <laughs> so everyone ends up going with him, and they get the okay from uh, Gravely when he when she tells everyone to go over to Almond, who's already uh, Almond, yeah. working with uh, Backstrom. So they're all working a predator abduction while the FBI works the kidnapping angle, uh, which he thinks is bullshit. So um, Nadia comes over and says she needs blah, 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 and a cognac. And Valentine says, I can help you with the cognac. And yeah. did you see how he waved it? <laughs> yeah, I love that part. <laughs> so so we got – and then later on she started talking weird, and so he took it away from her. Did you see that too? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I did. Those two are on the same level. Yeah, um, they see eye to eye. Maybe they're the same person. Maybe they are the same person (laughs) in... Nadia and Valentine are the same person. Yep. Um, (laughs) What's she a doctor of, anyway? Stuff. (laughs) All right. Computer science? I don't know. (laughs) Stuff. All right. We'll say uh, criminology. Let's do that. Sure. Say that. Um, computer science. Computer science. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, Almond's back at the kids' room, sees some disturbing sketches, um, and on TV, the mom is asking for proof of life. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Niedermeyer and Moto are back at the bridge, uh, still looking for the cell phone and can't find it, but they kind of break down why that this is a good place. And you see that Moto has some detectiving skills yeah. which Niedermeyer being the perfect man is cultivating in a yes. way that Backstrom never would mm-hmm. yeah. he's mentoring you know um, teaching meanwhile proof of life actually shows up and gravely sends it over um, being sure to mention that she's risking her job to do so Yeah, which is funny because like she's doing something that Nadia does 20 times a day yeah. probably <laughs> Yeah, but she's, yeah. She has yeah, to exactly. let it be known that she's risking her job. What's well, a big deal for her? Mm-hmm. Your your first felony. Yeah. First one's always special. <laughs> um, so she sends it over, and it's just a picture of her, and um, apparently it originates from Cyber Joe's, and according to Nadia, it, it'll dead end there, because people use We're it for all, all sorts of weird and, stuff. and anarchists, and... Yeah. And me, I've used it and a me. bunch of times. For well, what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, no. what? For what? It's, well, that's not neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but in the, they break down the footage and they see a tattoo on the girl, um, which they later, later, um, once uh, Almond returns after a good night's sleep and a, 
freshly fresh suit and a shower yeah. and family time, uh, they find uh, the sketches he found matches the tattoo and that gig bib thing is everywhere um, on the ecstasy tabs, on the tattoos, yeah, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. At, at this point, I don't know, at, which, at what point would you have gone looking for the tattoo artist? You Guess, know, yeah, it's easy to hindsight this one. Yeah. Cause, well, actually, it, you didn't really have a lever to pull to find him until you got the dad that actually gave a shit. Yeah. I guess it's the grieving mother you could have asked, but she doesn't know anything about her kid's life. So. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it is a little bit of a straw to grasp at. Mm-hmm. Unless you look really closely at both of them and they're like, you could tell they're the same workmanship or whatever. Yeah, and at this point they don't have the website or anything like that yet. But yeah. um, but they do make the link between the tattoo and the, the ecstasy, and they just, I guess, yeah. just, just decide to go grab a drug dealer. Yeah. Like, bring me a drug dealer. Yeah, exactly. Right? But he knew about them. Yeah, and it was the, and so, like, and this all came back to, like, this cloaked, hooded man. Mm-hmm. Which I think is supposed to be their version of Slender Man. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. I mean, the story is different. Um, yeah. Well, the story's conflated with another story, which we can come back to once we get to this plot point. Okay. At the very end. It's conflated with another story. You basically. mean the plot, the plot, the, the whole plot. That's what I said, not the plot. The, not the hooded man. Yeah, the plot, the whole plot point. Yeah, okay. Conflated yeah, the, plot, with... the, 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 the legend is probably pretty similar. But the the story and and the current event are different in. in so hooded man <laughs> is an amalgamation of slender man, and then this other thing that I'll come back to once we get to that point. Is it something from um, Scandinavian folklore? No, no, it's, it's not an urban legend. She, she's shit. talking about an actual news story. Oh, creepy. Okay, well, kids are totally. stupid, aren't they? Kids are stupid and easy to fool. Our yeah. computers are all going to be moved to the living room. I kids aren't having cell phones until they're when, yeah when they start hating the world and yeah. wanting to escape mm-hmm. mm. okay anyway boy this is this episode's even more of a downer than I thought yeah <laughs> so they bring the drug dealer it down it won't happen to our kids <laughs> no you're in Canada they'll be fine everything's great here these things don't happen here yeah not uh, to people like us <laughs> So they bring the drug dealer down to what they're calling the SCU, Special Crimes Unit, I guess. Um, get out of my office, he says to Gravely, slams the door um, on the FBI officer. Gravely says, hours of bonding, not not networking, hours of yeah, bonding hours of down bonding. the drain. So, like, because the FBI agent was also a ginger, so, you know, yeah, they had that going on. Yeah, yeah. to start with. Yeah. So I wonder if they called each other ginger. Because only a ginger can call another ginger ginger. According to your daughter. Yeah, yeah. I got her to agree that one half of my beard is ginger, so I can call her ginger. Good. Mm-hmm. That's progress. But if I shave, then I can't call her ginger anymore. Um, so Amber is the newest brat that gets drug in there with her father. Yeah. And they have Almond interviewing him. And Almond... You know, pretty much says what she's accused of, and uh, your dog is a and uh, 
uh, Solomon says, your daughter is a drug user and an extortionist, and I don't appreciate your parenting skills. In response to the father telling yeah. him he doesn't appreciate his tone. And <clears throat> the idiot kid says, what's an extortionist? Can I go home now? Little fucking shit. You know, doesn't that seem like kids today, though? Oh, yeah, can I go kids. home now? Yeah, Are we over now. with? Are we done with this? Yeah, extortion. Not a big deal. But apparently it's not a big enough deal for her to... She's out on the streets that night. Yeah. Not only is she not in jail, but, like, she's not grounded or whatever you do, chain them to a bed or whatever. Well, but she, they taught her a lesson, though. They they, they, they entrapped her good and, and uh, you know, made her cry, so... Made her freak out on Moto. Poor Moto. She starts freaking out, and Moto's like, no, I'll protect you. Everything will be fine. And then she starts talking about all this crazy shit. Yeah. And Moto yeah. looks, looks back like, what, what the hell is this crazy Looks's bitch talking little, about? Yeah, um, yeah so uh, she wants... Uh, she wants whatever crazy dream uh, the hooded man uh, presents. Yeah. She wants to follow that. And it um, turns out that she's like more. She's she's really into it. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, we find out later. So when they kind of trap her under the bridge, they 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 we find out that she really like she had gone in her friend's place to try and be become like part of the fold or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, didn't work. She didn't her, have the right I don't know if she went in her place, but she got called, and he realized that she wasn't the one with the eyes, yeah. and so sent her on her way. Because he must oh, have yeah. he must have figured that out of that group of like four girls that got the tattoos, he realized yeah. one of them had the eyes, and so he probably yeah. had to work his way through them to find the right one. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um. Anyway, now you have to talk to my boss, and he's not as nice as I am. Meanwhile, the FBI boss says the FBI doesn't do runaways in a snooty voice. And they... Which I think, I think made, uh, made gra- gravely like kind of figure out that her... Because I, I think she still held the FBI on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. She seemed pretty disappointed. Yeah. There goes my bonding experience with my other ginger. Right. And, you know, and fuck the FBI because... You'd think they'd want to do a double abduction, double kidnapping yeah. slash year yeah. long, years long abduction, and you know. They sure messed up. Yeah. But we know for sure that Gravely added all of them on LinkedIn before the, before the <laughs> experiment. And also, yeah, and then also altered her profile to say like yeah. uh, you know liaison, uh, liaison with FBI the liaison with the federal agencies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, same tattoo, uh, oh, yeah, Dad's now firmly on the side of, um, Backstrom and the police, and so Backstrom's asked her to take off the hoodie, and she's, uh, bitches no, and the dad r- practically rips it off her, so yeah. sees, she has the same tattoo, Backstrom ax- asks if Dad pays the bill on the cell phone, and asks for it, and he gives it right away, and that causes her to freak out. Yeah, that's where she spins out of control. Yeah. Um, Allman gets evicted about as nicely as someone could possibly ever be evicted. Yeah, this guy was really nice about evicting. Yeah. And this is this might have to qualify for the moto line of the week because there weren't too many. But uh, the guy, 
the guy goes up, uh, Moto goes up to Almond and says, this doesn't look good. And the guy walks up and he said, and Almond goes, you're here to evict me, aren't you? And Moto just turns to him really softly and says, you should go. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a threatening line, but not delivered in a threatening way. Yeah. And it's like, he's really good. He's nice. You should he's leave nice. now. Talks before, good. Before I go on Moto on you. Um, but yeah, he ends up with a hug for his evictor. Um, Backstrom to Almond. Um, oh, Almond thinks that maybe they got into that fight because she was convincing her not to go. And Backstrom laughs, laughs at him and says, You're always looking for the good in people. It's probably why your church is in the crapper. Yeah. <laughs> so sensitive. Yeah. So they find this whole website, which. Um, how is it possible that I mean, because everyone uses the internet, right? How is it possible that people like on shows like this, they don't have a, a clear, they don't clearly show how a website works, or they don't seem to have any understanding of how yeah. a website works? You have to be invited. Yeah, and like, she just automatically pretends to be somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe yeah, she yeah, yeah. can do that or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, she pretends that she's this minus character who is actually the, you know, the criminal and said, sends a message to Amber to meet at their usual location. And it apparently takes quite a while uh, because we have Gravely sleeping and uh, Niedermeyer's doing some, you know, whatever you call meditation. that thing uh, with the Zen yoga deal. Um, but Backstrom's just pacing. <laughs> and then Amber finally returns the message, and so they they decide to meet up in one hour underneath yeah. the bridge. Under the bridge downtown. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm still waiting for the funny part of this episode. Um, yeah. I thought it was at the beginning, but I guess not. That's <laughs> because well, we didn't have Dr. Deb. <laughs> You notice that's the that's the missing that's the missing element. You think so? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. the fact that this episode's about like abduction and rape and torture and stuff. And teenagers. Yeah. It's more about the bummer part is it's about teenagers who are just mean and stupid. Yeah. Stupid, dumb teenagers. So yeah, you go to the bridge, that girl shows up and she's not grounded or jailed. Which kind of you know, is difficult to deal with. Our justice system in action. <laughs> well, it's filmed in Canada, um, so uh, the uh, so Backstrom's like sitting in a tree or something, and he has his heart to heart with Valentine about. Oh yeah. Valentine knows a story from Backstrom's past about how he was bullied by his brothers into believing the boogeyman was real and didn't sleep for three days. Uh, it would like have a psychotic break. Yeah, that seems a bit much, though. Six weeks in a psychiatric ward for three days of not sleeping. No, it's because he thought he saw it because he actually saw the boogeyman. Six weeks. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a different time. It's a different time. <laughs> it's a different time. I don't know the ins and outs of the Oregon this mental the health 70s. system. This was the seventies, man. <laughs> So, um, then he does his I'm you bullshit. 
Yeah. I'm a bored, jaded girl, blah, 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 blah. And Valentine understands her angst, I guess. So yeah. this is the only world we get, and she's heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, the only good information we get from Amber is that there's a limp and a cane involved. Yes. Which is... So, it turns out to be very good information. Yeah. Um, so then we're back to the barge, and there's a very, very dark talk between Baxter and Valentine. Oh, boy. That's rough. Yeah, like, it almost seems like that's too serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was appropriate for this episode. Like, it it, it didn't seem... For me, it didn't seem out of place in the episode. Um, but yeah, it was pretty serious. It's kind of one of those things that once you, and even the kind, even the, the stuff about Baxter's childhood. Yeah, it's kind of stuff you can't just forget next week and have a funny no, episode. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're never going to look at Valentine the same way. We're going to see him mm-hmm. through that lens. Yeah, and it's interesting because on Elementary, um, where I found out about the Club Thumb. They had a, a arc where there was a girl that had a similar experience to Valentine that was then a detective. Oh, really? Inside oh. Sherlock, yeah. Um, but apparently is held captive for three days and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, there's some good writing here. It's just very serious. It's like, um, he, you know, they start being caring. They say they love you. And Braxton's like, well, that's a big lie. And he's like, no, that's the biggest truth it's, yeah, the kind of love, that. it's the only kind of love that they're capable of, and they truly believe they are in love, which is, you know, a little more thoughtful approach to it than just monsters in the basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> also, you know, gives you pause and makes you sad on a Thursday yeah. night when you're watching television. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thursday night TV. <laughs> Don't miss it. Uh, yeah. Um, so they're searching the property and they find a cane but no girl. So um they go into a prayer circle at the behest of Almond. Yeah. Um who I, I feel like moments earlier was telling the news people the name of his church. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Cuz they they got the prayer circle covered on the news and they even mentioned Almond's church by name. Yeah, uh, he had given them the website for or the link to his GoFundMe account as yeah. well. <laughs> He's like looking over. Got you getting this? Going? You getting this? Uh, Moto's the one that gets Backstrom to get in. He's like, "You said you'd do anything to find this girl." So he gets in there, and during the prayer circle, his mind clears, and he remembers that you can't tattoo a minor, so he can hold him for seventy-two hours. So we finally get the killer in the interview room, and um, they go back and forth about which one is worse off or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. the killer, for whatever reason, reads Backstrom, which Backstrom sort of cleaned his act up since Amy came back, and if I was looking at him I wouldn't necessarily say you don't have a wife you've never, you'll never have love or children or anything like that because when you is, look at him, he looks like a tired guy who has a family at home that's driving him nuts and he has a detective yeah. job the thing is um, at least again, like what we what we think is Backstrom does have a child, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a failed marriage. He certainly doesn't have a traditional marriage, or no, no, he's, or a, any, he's a lonely man. Any prospects in the yeah. love category? 
Well, there's the there's the uh, the exotic uh, civilian on his team. The moment has passed. <laughs> um, so he gets he gets the killer to circle the uh, place w- where they need to look with this, gem, with this gem. Um, all the world is filled with little corpses that don't even know they're dead. What's one more little girl? Uh, and slams the door and walks out. And Niedermeyer ensures everyone that he's just exerting maximum pressure. He didn't really mean it. And I think... I, what do you think? Do you think Niedermeyer's right? No. I think it's I think it's um, Backstrom being super depressive and also trying to convince himself. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Taking I, I, this very pessimistic view of the world. Um, that he already has, but in part because he's afraid that he's going to lose another person. Yeah, at that moment, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably feeling pretty pessimistic. Um, I wonder, though, on their evidence, I don't know how much they tainted evidence on this particular case, but um, I wonder if in that 72-hour hold they could get a bulldozer out there and just, you know, get a warrant for a bulldozer. Yeah, the thing is, I, I I guess, what do you think? Like the the, it's a legal standard for holding somebody um, different than for demolishing their property. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like they they need they apparently they apparently were convinced they didn't have probable cause to hold him. Yeah, but maybe um, the, to arrest like... him. Yeah, that's why they needed the the tattooing thing. So how do you get a if you don't have enough information on somebody to arrest them for something? Are you able to uh, to to get a warrant? I don't know. It, it it may help or hurt that it's a matter of immediate harm yeah. to someone. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, I mean, it would help. Ha- it would help that it's immediate harm to someone. It would hurt that it's such a drastic step to take. But I mean, yeah. the place is a junkyard, so it's not like you're. Um, you're plowing through Versailles or something. Oh, it, it screams child abductor. Everything yeah. about that. Like when that. they're all looking around, they're looking sad. They must be thinking to themselves, "This is where I hide somebody." This is where, yeah, right, somewhere around here. Um, a lot of, lot of options. So, in short, the dogs is where they're supposed to go. They're alive. Backstrom collapses in emotion. Oh yeah, he thought Including they were dead. The, yeah, the girl that was pretty he, emotional. Mm-hmm. Was looking for eight years before. Yeah. So she's got some issues to work through. Eight years, oh. including okay. So this and, is where it's the rip from the headlines. It's not only like this slender man. It's also this that yeah. recent case in was it Chicago, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. That's what it was. Yeah, where it's it's the exact same thing, right? Where mm-hmm. they're like. Two Multiple female victims. or more female victims. One of them has had a child. It also yeah. happens in Germany about once a month, I think. Oh, jeez. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he finds both the good news, the cloud. I mean, every silver lining has a touch of gray, you know. So they found the, the girl. They found the extra girl. Yeah. Uh, Plus baby. They rescued this baby. But now she's got eight years as a captive, and she's raising a baby that was fathered by her, by her abductor rapist. But yeah, yeah my, my captive by her abductor. And he didn't kill anybody, so he's not getting the needle. So they're all going to have to live with him still being alive. 
and showing up at parole meetings be, and stuff. He'll be brutalized in prison, yeah. I'm sure. Well, that's all hope. <laughs> so that's 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 the silver lining. So this is a this was a, a cheerful episode. This, yeah, this was the yeah. I was on the floor laughing. Well, and I well, Almond brings it all together once his church is saved and he's giving his um, homily or whatever you want to call it. Um, evil can cloak itself in beauty, as we've discussed. But good can also confuse us in its deportment and appearance as they cut to a shot of Backstrom passed out drunk on the floor of Great his... Like beer bottle. Uh, Just barely. On, yeah. Yeah, on the floor of his, uh, his barge. So, um... And, well, yeah, and Valentine's even at the at, at Almond's church. Everyone, I thought we'd see Backstrom standing in the in the back. And then disappearing like the car's <laughs> over or whatever. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Sure. Well, this might be the beginning of the backslide, the Backstrom slide, the Backstrom backslide, Backstrom slide, back backslide strum. Yeah, where he goes back to being a creepy jerk instead of you know somewhat redeeming and. <coughs> he just cannot possibly cope with the emotions. So that was it. That was a good episode. Natalie, you said it was your favorite so far. I I thought it was. I thought it was terrific. Pardon the coughing. I'm sorry. It's. I think I thought it had a lot more content. I don't know. I just it had really a lot liked of meat it. to it. Um, yeah, this it's it's a nice show in, in that we can have. Episodes, I mean, all the episodes are serious. Like they always deal with serious topics. But we can have some levity, but we can also have like really serious episodes like this without it feeling unnatural. Yeah, the act, the actors, and the. Uh, um... Who are the people that write it? Writers? Uh, yeah, writers. <laughs> are uh, able to flex those muscles, too. Mm-hmm. So they they can actually carry off a, a dramatic episode. So it's something a little bit different. It's not wall-to-wall laugh, but it's yeah. kind of interesting to know that they can do that. It's kind mm-hmm. of uh, disconcerting to have, uh, like you sit down each Thursday, you don't know which one is coming. And in terms of the Dwight Schrute deathometer, I think we're on fully dead. <laughs> yeah, he has killed Dwight Schrute. Somewhere along the lines, oh, when he said oh, that we're oh. all little corpses walking around and we don't even know it. Somewhere right around there. <laughs> right around there. Although that's funny, like you could see Dwight Schrute saying that with just a completely different inflection. Yeah, that's true. Um, <coughs> all right, I got an email here. Oh, we got an email. Yeah, let's hear it. From Mayor. Hey, Mayor. Hey, Mayor. Hi, guys. Thank you for the last podcast, which was epic, as in Homer's Odyssey epic, <laughs> but still greatly appreciated. It was also nice to meet Teresa for the first time. This week's Backstrom episode was not only my favorite of the series, but a top ten episode in all my recent TV viewing over the last few years. Wow. There would be, a, there would be Emmy nominations all around if it were up to me. Acting, ensemble, writing, use of music, all of it. Here are... What's that? I said it was terrific. Um, Here are my notes, broken into six parts. Uh, One, the principal at the school calls the students pumpkins as some kind of ego-protective school nomenclature, but then shortens the turn down to punks in a passive-aggressive abbreviation that creates an opposite harmful label. Wickedly funny, but more on this later. Two, the landlord says to Sergeant Allman during the eviction, I'm not even a member of the church, 
and Mo- Moto pipes in enthusiastically. You should go. It's really good. Yeah. See now, I I read the moto that line of the week. That was the moto line of the week, but I read that as you should leave here. He's really good. Oh. Not you should go to a service. It's really good. If it's like if it if it's supposed to be like Mary says, then I I agree. That's the moto line of the week. It was funny to me in the context of my nomination. Because you thought Moto it was quasi threatening. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was threatening him. <laughs> Not just suggesting he go. Not just, see, I thought he was suggesting. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's funnier if he's suggesting that he go. When the task force moved to Backstrom's home, I exclaimed, A clubhouse! Nadia, I need a clothesline. Yes, please. Show, show clubhouses are fun. <laughs> nice writing. The lieutenant knows what he knows. In the girls' room, a room full of rainbows, a sea of the black in the closet, and I don't know if I appreciate your parenting skills. Those are all good lines. Yeah, those were all classics. We had talked about those. Um, the boogeyman discussion between Baxter and Val was really awesome, along with Baxter's breakdown at the very end. Really, the acting has been stellar. I also don't think they belabored Baxter's anguish over the earlier unsolved case, and they aren't setting this up to be some kind of motivator for him in the I sent a girl to hell anguish of Constantine. This is a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I was really excited that it wasn't a uh, to be continued. Yeah, I was wondering if it would be. I actually, I had a fear as I was like looking at the time and watching it um, yeah, and too. think I actually thought I, I initially thought the tattooist was a false lead. Like I thought they were they had grabbed the wrong guy. Right, and then there'd be a to be they, and there'd be a to be continued. Like like yeah, like while they were interrogating him, another mismatched a girl with mismatched uh, eye color gets kidnapped. Right, you know that sort of thing where you realize it can't be him, even though there's <laughs> like been that. two in eight years. Seriously, if that's your fetish as a serial killer. You really have to be committed to your craft. Yeah, I mean that that can't be a very common. Well, he's condition. not a serial. I mean, to, not to not to nitpick, but he's not a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, a serial serial creep, creep. <laughs> pervert. That's the that's the technical term. Yeah, but if you're if you're going to be that specific in your in your fetish, then you're you're going to have to have some patience. Yeah, you're just asking Wait, for. It. Are you going to swing it. that? wine bottle at me or are you playing it i'm ready to throw it at you if you uh... is it empty or full it's empty Mm. uh all right we're back where were we back to the email email yes um six my final comment is on the parenting issues that ran throughout the episode several types were portrayed the passive aggressive principal with the protective pumpkins which got shortened to the ego damaging punks the helpless mother, who had no idea at all how to deal with her daughter. The father, who was, I think, a little more real with his daughter during the interrogation. And Val, breaking through with the girl at the meeting place with his direct, hey girly, uh, etc. Yeah. Backstrom and Val got through to her because they were real and direct. Yeah. Um, I've never been a parent, but I have a relative who has raised two kids to adulthood using the entire PC psychological playbook and continues to use couch speak all the time to everyone. Perhaps it is something called manners. I don't know. 
Personally, it drives me crazy because I feel she is using techniques on me rather than trusting our ability to say what is really on our minds. Instead, one can practically map out the moves, getting through to the point. Give me a Backstrom or at least an Almond approach any day. I think this episode did a great job to stir up thoughts on this topic. I highly look forward to your take on this episode. Thank you, Mayor. That's again Mayor. another thoughtful, uh, another thoughtful email. Really backstrom. Yeah, I think they explored. I mean, it's really a different muscle that they used in this episode to explore topics that are more than just um, fun police, uh, you know, detective comedy drama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. It's just it, the the subject matter doesn't lend itself to levity mm-hmm. very much. So I think you, they were appropriately cautious with it, and I think it was, you know, it's just a nice, an interesting change of pace. Mm-hmm. It's good how she because I was as I was watching, I was thinking how um, how they did a good job of portraying each of the parent figures differently. Yeah, they weren't all just idiots you know um the father obviously had some shortcomings as a parent to allow things to get as far as they had with his daughter but he stepped up at the right time yeah once he realized what had actually happened he he i felt like behaved appropriately snapped too and the first mom was just completely out like she was in over her head which is why at the end it wasn't very satisfying to see her hugging her daughter again yeah it was kind of like I mean, what's going to change here? You know what I mean? Besides yeah, exactly. The fact that the girl's completely traumatized and has yeah, a the rest of her life and has a mother that is incapable of dealing with those emotions. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was interesting. There is a lot of interesting stuff to think about. Um, it was all, a lot of it was all very serious and dark though. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you have some truly traumatized victims and even the hero of the day, Backstrom is, overcome with emotion at the fact that everything of everything that's happened, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. think about it the ends. road he's gone down being, mm-hmm. you know, falling into a bottle after the first, um, yeah. abduction. She thought she was dead. Yeah. She thought, I mean, for eight years he thought he was dead. And apparently that was part of the reason that he, you know, became such a drunk and probably part of the reason he broke up with Dr. Elliot. And, yeah. Um, probably the, still forms a large part of his, personality today and then to find out that she's alive but she's been tortured all these years um, uh, I mean how, what do you do with that you know if I would have been better yeah. I had eight years to find her and I didn't like that's yeah a, that's, like, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's almost worse like it's like well I thought she was dead so I stopped looking mm-hmm. not that that necessarily was the, the line of thinking but you know yeah that you, the, you, you'd be kind of racked by guilt I think mm-hmm. if you're not careful mm-hmm. but um, the supporting cast c- continues to be stellar, and I liked how gravely, um, subtly, was trying to climb the the corporate or whatever mm. uh, ladder. You could kind of sense it. Like she still supported her team, but she was really yeah. happy to have this a- extra role. Someone even yeah. said in there, "I look really good on your resume." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Almond is a fully formed character who, uh, like, even little stuff like when they arrest the 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 cripple on the steps of his um, tattoo shop, you know, Moto goes in there all charging and Moment's like, all right, all right, we got him. You know, like he's yeah. just the calming influence and the streetwise guy. 
Um, yeah, exactly. And Nadia, I'm starting to think she's not a very good actress, but the character is very funny. Yeah, funny character. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> still feeling kind of rotten about knowing so much about Val's backstory. Um, yeah, that's rough. Like, yeah, that was... Yeah. You feel really, yeah. But the terrifically acted scene, I I feel like, like I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I think it was well written and well acted. Yeah. And it's interesting how Backstrom turned around the moment that he was done speaking and found to find out the tattoo to use that lead. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he had tattoos over the burn marks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it sort of triggered something in his brain that he didn't That's... think at the start of the conversation it would. Yeah, so it was interesting. He was looking for some sort of insight in that kind of, uh, with regard to that kind of guy. You know what, though? Now that I think of it, like, he was saying, you know, he marked me. So the tattoo artist Yeah. Was... He marked me with a cigarette. So yeah, so it wasn't, about the t- it wasn't about the tattoo. It's about marking the victim. Your prey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's that's it. But that that definitely what you know that their conversation definitely spawned um, kind of the big break. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. I thought it was a terrific terrific episode. Another another good episode. Uh, next week is called Ancient Chinese Secret and has. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fortune tellers in it. So I good old fashioned Baxter racism. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to have another. It's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. The the preview where the lady says she can tell the future, or whatever, and he just puts his hand over his his hat yeah. over his face. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we can get back it's, to the racism. Like a color, we're going to have a what is his words? Worlds are going to collide or something. He's like, yeah, some. What does he say? Something like Mushu Pork is going to collide with my belly or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully more giggles last time, but yeah. a, a deep and thoughtful episode this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, Really terrific. Cool. All right. Thanks for everyone for listening. We are coming in like almost an hour, an hour shorter, shorter than yeah. last time. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. You can, as always, you can uh, hook up with us on iTunes. Um, under Bjork Brothers, you search there, or go to bjorkbrothers.com, and you can find uh, episodes of The Blacklist, which Levi is doing with Nate, and this show, which we're doing right now, and then um, as we get more and more coming on board, when is Fargo coming out? I feel like it's been a while. Do we have any idea? Fargo was a one-off, and then, like, it was a one-off season, and they're probably going to do another one, but they aren't, I, they, I don't think they were planning on doing one, like, a year after the first one. Yeah, they're not in a rush. It's kind of like True Detective. I feel like they... Oh, yeah. no, I read this. It's like True Detective. But they're going back to... Um, uh, so the the cop, pregnant cop's dad is an ex-cop who runs yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. alludes to, in several episodes, mm-hmm. this episode, the stuff that he had happened in his past. And Keith Carradine or... Yeah. Whatever. So I, I, I read that the second season is going to be that episode so it'll be set in the past yeah it'll be pretty cool so um if that ever happens and then honk catch fire will come along at some point and what's that little sh- that H- that little hbo show the little one that yeah. not received a lot of attention but it's called game of thrones yeah, it's kind of under the radar you guys are 
Maybe kind of, it. I think it has the makings of a cult. Hopefully, it doesn't get canceled. Like you know, I, I hope it doesn't go go the way of Firefly. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, that King Jeffrey. I just can't. Yeah, King <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so cool. You can check us out there on Facebook, Bjork Brothers. Uh, that's it. Thanks Email for us at bjorkbrothers.com. That's all, bjorkbrothers yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, bjorkbrothers at gmail.com. All right. All right. Love you all. See ya. Bye. Bye.